episode of the Double Comma Club with your host, Nicole Ruth of the Ruth Team, the number one lending team in Colorado. The market is nuts right now. And if you're a buyer, you're probably thinking, I'm just going to sit this one out. I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait to see what happens. I'm going to wait to see if the prices drop back down. I'm going to wait to see if maybe there's a little less demand so there's not as much competitive bidding on the homes. I'm going to wait because at some point it's going to get easier. Well, my name is Nicole Ruth with the Ruth team. And as a lender, I have that conversation daily. I get it. I totally get it. The market is nuts. We have to own that, right? There's not enough inventory. Even when we get a little bit more inventory, the market soaks it up again. Maybe we move from four days on the market to six. So we got a couple extra days, right? Get a little bit more inventory. Maybe instead of 10 multiple offers, there's two. Whatever that situation is for you that's having you sit on the sidelines, waiting, thinking that that's okay, that's what I want to speak into today. Because ultimately, every decision we make has an opportunity cost, right? I mean, that's true in life of everything. And it works here as well. There is an opportunity cost of waiting. What if you're continuing to rent? Now, if you have a blessed situation where maybe you're living in your parents' basement for free, maybe you're thinking that that cost of waiting isn't so much. And you're right, that cost of waiting is less, but I'm gonna show you it's still a lot. The only difference is is you don't have an outlay of rental expense going out every month, but your cost over here is still gonna be higher the longer you wait. Those are the numbers we're gonna go over today. There are a lot of numbers, and I can absolutely put this together so it's specific to you, specific to your price point, specific to the interest rate on the day that we talk, specific to the numbers that resonate with your scenario, and then compare that to what you're paying in rent. But for today, I just wanna use an example, an example to go through some of the numbers. And in the Denver market, the average priced home is a little under $650,000. So that's where we're gonna start. We're gonna start with purchasing a $650,000 home, putting 10% down. What does that cost of waiting mean to you? So let's go through this. A $650,000 home, 10% down, $65,000 out of pocket, if you're putting 10% down, and you don't have to, right? I mean, you could put 5% down, 3% down, depending on the price point. In this case, we land just under the conventional loan limit. So you have to take that into account as well. So 10% down, $65,000, $585,000 loan amount. We use an interest rate of 3.125. And you're like, wait a minute, interest rates are a little bit lower than that. And they are, but interest rates are going to start going up. It's not a matter of if, but when. So let's use 3.125 because the other side of that too is depending on your credit score, what kind of bumps and bruises you've had, that might be your interest rate, even though the market rate might be a little bit lower with a perfect credit score. So your total cash to close is going to be around $70,000. We threw in a little bit of money, $5,000 for closing costs. Closing costs could be anywhere from $5,000 to really $8,000, depending on the property taxes, the insurance, title, appraisal, uh, and lender fees all go into that without even going into what does it look like to buy down the interest rate. And there's a cost for that. Whole nother video. 
we're going to stick to the cost of waiting. So if this is my scenario and I use a 30 year fixed um, amortization for all of these numbers. So what if we wait, right? So what if we purchase this home and instead of purchasing it today, we wait six months, just six months. Given the fact that interest rates are expected to rise, especially at the end of 2021, depending on when you're watching this, and going into 2022, I know we're in a very volatile market right now, or I shouldn't say volatile, I should say that it is subject to change. But based on where we think we're headed, and when you're watching this, interest rates are gonna start going up. So if I wait six months, the interest rates might tick up. So instead of 3.125, maybe it's three and a quarter you're also gonna have appreciation. We're seeing incredible appreciation right now, 17% year over year. But at some point, we're gonna go back to normal. And I wanna show these cost of waiting numbers in a relatively normal market. Because in this market, the cost of waiting is extreme. And if I base everything on this market, you lost a lot of money if you didn't buy a year and a half ago. We all did right? That's hindsight 2020, right? Looking in the future, even if I use a standard set of numbers, a more market average set of numbers, then maybe I have an interest rate that in the next six months, maybe my home, the interest rate goes up an eighth and the home appreciation, the cost of that home goes up maybe 3%, right? If that's the case, that home now is gonna cost me more to buy because my 10% is based on the purchase price and the purchase price has gone up 3%. It's also gonna cost me more on a monthly basis because the interest rate has gone up from say a 3.125 to a three and a quarter. Different than at the beginning of the pandemic when interest rates were going down, right now we've been stable to where we think they're gonna start going up. We have to take that into consideration as we decide what is the true cost of waiting. Well, that total cost on this chart shows us that the monthly difference is gonna be $104 a month based on that higher interest rate. So that's an annual difference of about $1,200. It's also gonna cost me about $1,700 more to purchase the home. So total, if I wait six months, in the first year alone, that home will cost me $3,000 more. And it will continue to cost me more every single year with that increased interest rate and that increased purchase price. If I wait a full year and say that home, say over the period of a year, that home appreciated say seven and a half percent and interest rates went up again. And this time maybe they went up to the mid threes, 3.625. Based on the fact that the interest rates went up and based on the fact that that home is now costing me more, if it's costing me seven, seven and a half percent more, that monthly payment and my cost to close just went up. So now it's costing me $364 more a month. That total annually is just under $4,400. And if I add to that, the fact that it cost me $4,700 more to purchase the home based on my wanting to put 10% down based on a higher purchase price, then that cost to me is $9,000 more in year one by having waited.
In year two, we'll see the same thing. Again, appreciation. It's appreciating even at a lower amount because we know that's gonna happen. The average appreciation in the United States, historically, is 3.9%. It was 3.6 before the pandemic. It's 3.9 now. Here in the Denver market, pre-pandemic, it was 6%. So that 6% growth is the opportunity in the future that by waiting, I'm missing out on. And if, so if I waited two years to purchase that same home, that appreciation, that cost of that home goes up, the interest rates will continue to go up. So that cost of that home is now gonna be another $578 a month, which adds up. Over a year's time, that's almost $7,000 per year in increased monthly payment. If I add that to the cost of an additional $11,000 just to purchase that more expensive home, that's $18,000 for that first year additional that I'm gonna have to put into that home that I wouldn't have had to if I didn't wait those two years. In addition to that, I have to think about the fact that I'm renting unless I'm living in my parents' basement. It's viable, I totally get that. But if I'm paying to rent somewhere, I'm renting and I'm paying somebody else's retirement plan. I'm paying another landlord to pay down their principal, to pay down their debts because they didn't have this opportunity cost because they bought. So this is the cost additional on a monthly basis. By waiting, you also had those costs that I added in for just the additional cost of the down payment because I'm purchasing a more expensive home, assuming I want that same home, right? So I added the numbers from the first slide to the second slide. Those add up and they add up fast and they're real. They're real dollars out of pocket. That cost of waiting also has an amortization cost right? And appreciation. Those are two big words. What does that mean even? So amortization is all based on how I take the amount that I owe. I elongate that amount over 30 years at an interest rate. So every single month, that balance is being increased by the interest rate I owe on that balance for that period of time. So if I take that balance and I take it by the term, 15 years, 20 years, 30 years, at a specific interest rate, I determine what my total amount paid in will be over that period of time. Now, if you pay extra on your balance at any given time, you drop that monthly balance, which drops your overall interest paid. But let's just assume you don't. So if I take the balance, accrue the interest over a 30 year period, I'm gonna pay a large sum. Typically, on a 30 year, the interest, I hate to say this out loud, but it's true. The interest almost equals the principal balance, the purchase price, right? So if my original loan amount was $585,000, my interest is gonna almost be that. And now with today's really low interest rates, maybe it's 550 or 520, and I'd have to calculate that, but it's really close on the 30-year amortization because it's such a long period of time. The higher the interest rate, the more that interest bucket, then it reaches that amount and sometimes it even goes over. So that's something to consider, especially when you decide how long a term you wanna hold that mortgage and the impact that interest rate has on that longer term.
So let's go back then to amortization because every single month you're knocking that principal balance down. You're lowering that amount of total interest paid. So if I have um, a loan amount based on my $650,000 purchase and putting 10% down at the 3.125 interest rate, well then if I wait six months, I was paying rent to somebody else. Maybe I'm writing a check for $3,000 to my landlord, but I'm also missing out on that opportunity to pay down on my debt, my own debt. I'm paying my landlord's debt off. So that amortization pays down that principal balance every single month, accruing equity, right? That's how you get to the equity. If I have a loan balance originally of $585,000, every month I make a payment, a portion of that payment goes to principal, a larger portion in the beginning goes to interest, and it attacks that loan balance. So it goes 585 and it goes down, it goes down, it goes down. And over a period of time, that loan balance is 550 and then it's 500 and then it's 485 and 450. And that loan balance goes down, which is adding equity. Even if that value of the home stayed at $650,000, my equity is growing as the principal is being reduced, which is why I am such an avid fan of using real estate to build long-term wealth and why I'm helping my kids purchase their own investment properties. They're young, they have time, they have 30 years. Even if that home doesn't appreciate, using rental income, somebody else is paying down their principal balance. I could go off tangent and I've got a whole series of how to build wealth using real estate that I'll link down below. But in the meantime, going back to this, if you wait six months, you've lost that opportunity to pay down that principal balance. Instead, you've paid down your landlord's principal balance. So that's a missed opportunity. If you wait six months, that's almost $6,000. If you wait a year, that's almost $12,000. If you wait two years, that alone is almost $24,000 of missed opportunity, missed wealth that you've banked for yourself by paying that loan down. On the other side of that is the appreciation. That home, especially in the Denver market, even in the most turbulent of years, we only lost value during the Great Recession four years. Only one year was 11%. The other three years were under 3%. The Denver market is extremely stable. We lose very little value in a down market, and we have the opportunity to gain great value in up markets. So the odds of gaining value are very much in your favor. So if I go back and I use those very, very, very conservative appreciation amounts, 7% over the next year, even 4% over the following year, very small appreciation amounts, that is lost the longer I wait. For fear that the value might go down when the odds are stacked in my favor, if I didn't buy that $650,000 house, that house is now going to cost more in six months, in a year, or in two years. I know, ask anyone, and you know if you've been searching for that perfect home over the last year and a half, you very well could have lost out on $100,000, $150,000 just in appreciation alone. That home will continue to gain value. 
In six months, that could cost you $16,000. In a year, that could cost you $47,000. In two years, that could cost you almost $75,000. In two years alone, between amortization and appreciation, that could be almost $100,000. Now, can you write a check on that $100,000? You can't. No more than you can write a check against your stock account, but you can cash out your stocks and you can cash out the equity in your home. You can do a cash out refinance, right? You could sell that home and take all that equity and recapitalize on it. You could get a home equity line of credit where you could tap into that equity and that you actually can write a check on. But that's the opportunity lost by waiting. What could you do with an extra $100,000? I could do a lot. And especially when I think about using real estate to capitalize on building my future, my financial future, the future, the financial future of my kids, I could do a lot with that $100,000. If this has helped, please make sure to like, subscribe, to click on the little bell to make sure that you get notified whenever we do more of these. I look forward to serving you and I'd absolutely love to sit down and run through your numbers so that they're specific to your scenario. I'll talk to you soon. You've been listening to The Double Comma Club. Never miss an episode. Subscribe at thedoublecommaclub.com or your favorite podcast venue to hear more success stories, get free tips on how you can get on the path to becoming a millionaire through real estate at any age. If you enjoyed this, you might also enjoy our YouTube channel. Just look for The Ruth Team on YouTube or visit our site, theruthteam.com.